morning and welcome to another episode of Morning Meditations and I'm excited today again that I have this privilege to share with you and I'm going to continue with this thought about Christmas. We're going to talk about the preparation for Christmas today. Uh, This has really been on my heart. I want to share it with you. Uh, But uh, let me give you my email address quickly, lhart07 at aol.com. That's L-H-A-R-T-0-7 at AOL.com. And as always, we just ask you that you would contact us and let us know what you think. You're listening and you would like for us to continue. That's what we're interested in, knowing what you're thinking and how you feel about the broadcast. But this morning I want to continue and I want to talk about the preparation for Christmas and and we're going to look in the gospel of Luke chapter 1 because a lot of what uh, we have about Christmas we find in Luke 1 and 2 and then of course uh, when I say that I mean throughout the scriptures we have a lot about Christmas in that sense but but I mean Luke uh, covers more detail about all that went on in preparation for Christmas along with some in Matthew. So let me begin uh, in Luke. I want to I want to tell you here here's what I want you to see today that Jesus has uh, fulfilled all these prophecies we've talked about for the last couple of days. But for those prophecies to be fulfilled, there had to be a preparation. There had to be things done. How can this happen? Because the Bible talked about there would have to be a spokesman. There would be this one who would come in the spirit of Elijah and would uh, uh, come and announce the coming of the Lord. And uh, we know that through the scriptures, John the Baptist is the one who came in the spirit of Elijah. He's the one that stood there and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one who baptized uh, Jesus at 30 years of age when he was beginning his ministry. But uh, there was no John the Baptist when these prophecies were made. And so we read in Luke's gospel that there was a man by the name of Zechariah uh, let me just read a little bit of this. In, uh, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron, and both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Now, uh, what happens here, and I can't take time to read all of this, but if you'll read on in Luke's uh, gospel here, chapter 1, you'll find that Zechariah was a priest, and he was uh, on duty, and by lot he was chosen to go into the temple and uh, take care of the priestly duties, which involved uh, burning incense, uh, lighting, uh, getting the oil in the lamps, and putting bread on the table, Uh, These were the things that they had to do, and he was the one chosen to go and do these things. But while he's in there, he's approached by an angel, and the Bible says he was startled and gripped with fear, Uh, but the angel told him not to be afraid. He says, your prayer has been heard. Now, I want to comment on that briefly. Uh, His prayer had been heard. Now, what he's talking about, he says, says, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You're to give him the name John. 
Well, obviously, we've already learned they're old, they're, they're aged, and they're not, uh, they're not expecting any children now. They're past childbearing age. And so uh, this was an unusual thing for an angel to say to Zechariah, you're gonna, uh, your wife's going to have a child. Your prayer has been answered. Well, I want to say to you, that prayer had been a prayer that prayed a long time ago. That wasn't something he was praying now. But what I want you to see in that is God's delays are not God's denials. Many times we pray and we don't see something right away and we think maybe God's denied it when all he's doing is waiting for the right time. So this is going to happen. John is going to be born and he'll be named John. Zechariah had doubts and so he was mute for nine months until uh, John was born. Yeah, read all of this. It'll be exciting for you. Uh, to see it. But I'm just saying there had to be preparation. God arranged uh, for John the Baptist to be born. But not only that, there had to be the preparation of somebody to bear the Son of God. And we find down in verse 26, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And again, Mary was greatly troubled. And the angel tells her that she's going to have a baby. And she says, That's not possible. I'm a virgin. And he said, How can this be? And, she's, and, the, and, and the angel told her, Gabriel tells her, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you and the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So here is the angel Gabriel that appeared to Zechariah and told him about John going to be born. Now he's appearing to Mary, a virgin, and telling her that she's going to have a son, that she's been highly favored of God, and her son will be called the Son of the Most High. He is going to be called the Son of God. And so uh, Mary is, uh, I love her response. She says, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her. Now, here's one lady that's past childbearing age, and she's going to have a baby. Here's a young woman who's never been with a man, and she's going to have a baby. And it seems all impossible. But listen to what the Lord's for nothing is impossible with God. God is able to do that that is impossible for the Son of God. But now listen, Mary is engaged to a man named Joseph, and Joseph is a righteous man. Joseph is a, a godly man, and uh, now it seems that Mary has been sleeping around. She's pregnant, and she's uh, not supposed to have had been with a man, so Joseph is going to divorce her. And uh, But the Bible says in Matthew's gospel that this is how the birth of Jesus came about. Uh, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before she come to, they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. And uh, Joseph was going to put her away privately. He was a righteous man. But after he had considered this, verse 20, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary 
at home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And of course, this is fulfillment of prophecy. And Joseph woke up and did what the angel said. And so God had to work to prepare John the Baptist uh, birth. He had to work to prepare the birth of his son Jesus through a virgin. And he had to prepare the man who was to be the husband. Uh, and he found a righteous man named Joe. I want to tell you, that's not something to take lightly. But even the place of the birth, he put it on the heart of the man. And you read that in Luke chapter 2, where uh, Caesar Augustus sent out a decree that people had to go and they were going to do a census. They had to go to their uh, birthplace to register. Jo- uh, Joseph was from uh, the tribe of Judah, of David, and so he had to go to Bethlehem. Well, as he goes to Bethlehem with his uh, wife, Mary, and she's pregnant, and would you not know that when they get there, it's time for her to deliver, and her baby is born in Bethlehem. Why? Because God had declared hundreds of years before that his son would be born in Bethlehem, that Jesus would come from Bethlehem. And God has arranged it using a governor and a, and a Caesar Augustus to be able to bring this about. God can use anybody that he wants to, to do anything he wants. And we need to be aware of that. Even the devil is nothing but a servant of God. God can move him anywhere he wants to and use him any way he wants to. But now, if God's done all this, he's prepared a people for salvation. What I want to say to you, listen to me, it's so important. Christmas is so valuable because Jesus came into this world to save sinners. That's Jesus is a Savior. He is Emmanuel, God with us. But when man sinned in the garden, Adam and Eve, when they sinned in chapter 3 of Genesis, the Spirit of God departed from Adam and Eve. And so every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, everybody that's ever been born since then has been born devoid of the Spirit. We are spiritually dead. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. We were all dead and we needed a new birth in order for the Spirit to come in us and give us life. And that's what we're seeing here in the Word of God that God has prepared everything in order that a people could be born into the family of God. Jesus took our sins to the cross of Calvary, and there he purchased a people for God. We are God's very own people simply because we've been born of the Spirit of God. We were spiritually dead, but by the grace of God, now we're spiritually alive. That is, if you have been born again, and you can only be born again if you come to Jesus at the cross and allow him to come into your heart and save you. I pray that this message will speak to your heart and you will trust God and let God have his way in your life. Thank God for the preparation for Christmas. God bless you. Have a great day. Great is thy faith.